Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hinchbeth. I'm Travis Velasquez. And this is the show where Travis and I are breaking down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And we are at Season 5, Episode 5, ahead of her time. Dude, if you don't use the Al Snow theme somewhere no, in the no, intro or outro... No, not a chat, but uh, also <laughs> not an Al Snow fan at all. Uh, what does everybody want? Head! Come on, baby. I was, I've been thinking about this all, all week. <laughs> We're embracing our wrestling song. You have some wrestling uh, connections. Well, we'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> so, Travis, please, the uh, Arrow Wiki uh, synopsis. Synopsis. This one isn't that bad. When Sarah is called away on business, she leaves Ava in charge, and Ava tries to impress the team as they try to take on their latest encore, Marie Antoinette. With Zari still on the ship, Bayrod convinces the team to bring her along on a mission which they all hope isn't a mistake. Meanwhile, Constantine finally confronts someone from the past with the help of Charlie, which leads him on a journey through his past. Hmm. And uh, before we dive into the show, Travis, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I just got to um, mention that uh, today uh, there's, there was a show that the CW did greenlight called uh, Gotham Knights. So, of course, right. more Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but Batman's not in it. Yeah. And I watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. It, it's garbage it's yeah. it, it look it, it looks like they had a show about something else and like you know this is change the names around and make this batman batman that batman sells right it, it's it looks like garbage and it's hilarious that they canceled a show that was gaining in popularity about batman being gone and what happens afterwards with a dead batman and like, mm-hmm. no, we got to get rid of that one with the gay female black lead. Oh, let's do sexy white kids. This the same fucking show. So it sucks. Yeah. It stinks. Oh well. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna last very long, man. Based on yeah. this trailer, oof. But I oof. feel like like it'll just be replaced by something else with here. Batman. Yeah, yeah, or something. <laughs> as far it's as superheroes just, go. Yeah, I, I feel like they'll. You know, it's a shame that we've lost all these shows here. I'm sure that shoots in Vancouver too, the Gotham Knights. But uh, uh, I'm sure they'll, if it doesn't work, they're going to, they'll find something else mm. to try. Oh, well. Yeah, it's just, as a comic book fan, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just Batmaned out, but I get it. It's the most marketable mm-hmm. and they're allowed and to use a, it. But... No, they just had another hit, hit the uh, movie. So, yeah, I watched that. Uh, it's way too long. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Colin Farrell. Uh, as Penguin, though, is the best part of the movie. Fucking great. Cool. He's outstanding. All right. All right, let's get started. Now, I want to ask you a question, because I broke this down into the mm-hmm. A plot and the B plot. Mm-hmm. Do you think we should start with Constantine stuff and then do the other stuff, or vice versa? Mm-hmm. I do, because it ends with the Constantine thing again mm-hmm. at the end, so we might as well do that. Let's do Constantine last. All right, let me just scroll down. So we're on the wave rider. And uh, Eva's brushing her teeth, and Sarah just like pops up behind her. Like, oh, sorry, old assassin have it. Uh, yeah. In a, in a, in a, it's so silly that it sets the tone for this entire show, this entire yeah. episode. It also, it, it's, it's like it hints that it's going to be like another horror movie type after we just watched it. Um, mm, I didn't think yeah. of that. And it, I mean, there are elements of horror in this thing, just because of the Constantine stuff. As all well, the Constantine stuff, yes, but everything else uh, is very. Yeah. I thought that was silly. a little uh, off, to be honest. That that first debut. What are you doing here? Why are you scared? 
uh, uh, coming in. With she said it was an old assassin there. habit. I guess. Anyways, it, it, they didn't need the. They didn't need the. Um, I don't know. It just. It just seemed. Look, look I'll tell you right now. I, I this episode didn't do it for me, man, at all. It really mm-hmm. felt square peg in the round hole, and for a number of reasons. Um, uh, and I think it kind of starts with the, the main reason we're kind of going to get to the uh, in this opening here. Um, when I first saw this one, I didn't care for it all that much. Uh, it's grown on me in various in, in other viewings. Uh, there's there's just lots of little shit that I like, uh, but I'll tell you this. Um, and I know you say, you know, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter, but, uh, not that it's going to influence anything we say, but when I look at the fan base and what they're like super into, there's a lot of, uh, the the current fan base, Mm -hmm. uh, they love this one. I was going to ask, I was going to ask what they think about, um, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's not super. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't make any of the top 10 lists. But yep. nothing but love for this episode. Yeah, uh, hmm. interesting. I uh, I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, as we'll go, I mean, you'll hear why. But wait till we get to viewer reviews. The main reason here is what's happening here. <laughs> Ava's or or Sarah's coming in, telling her that she's got to go and she's got to. Uh, yeah, she's got to go. She's got to go prepare to direct the next episode of this television show. So she's not on this episode. Is that the legit? Yep, that's the, that's why she's not on. Yeah. Yeah, She's right making now. her directorial debut the next episode. Uh, upcoming episode, okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's obvious that she's been written out at the beginning here. Obvious. Um, and from that point on, it, like uh, her absence is noted at, mm. throughout. Throughout. They, they really realize how much of an anchor uh, mm. Katie Lotz is as an actor on this show. Um it, it it was like a sore thumb through this whole episode for me. It just looked like I just got I don't know. I I I I, I, uh, I, I get it. It's obvious that she was written out for a reason. You you told me why. Um, and I think it uh is she to the detriment. Uh, and I don't think it's the only reason this uh this uh, episode is ultimately a, a, a it's not smash or trash. I suppose it's trash. It doesn't work for me. Is um is because Katie Lotz wasn't there. You know what? I mean, that's a, when I first saw it, I was like, what, uh, what's bothering me about this one? Wasn't that, but looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I think that that, that probably w- did play a, a huge mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I, I mean, it, we've said it a million times, you know, she is the anchor of mm-hmm. the show. And, and I'm still, I've told you before, you know, I'm not, I'm still not entirely sold on Jess McCallum as a, as like, like she's a good, uh, um, you know, part of the puzzle, but her having to kind of be the kind of drive the ship here just didn't, didn't work for me. I, I, I agree, but I think even the writers did too, because they make that, they seem to make it part of the storyline about how you're like, you don't really want to see her as the captain. Now in season six, this happens, but, the reasons behind it and the acting choices make you go, Oh, okay. It makes more sense. But the whole, like, Oh, I'm not sure of myself uh, stuff, which it just comes through. And I, I, I see what you mean, but uh, speaking of Katie last directing, she goes on to do a lot more of these, uh, these shows. She just directed uh, last week's uh, episode of the flash huh. as well. So she's still working there. <laughs> cool. Oh, speaking of which, 
<laughs> I got, I'm, I'm glad I mentioned Flash. So on Legends Twitter, uh, this little story popped up and it made all the clickbait sites too. And because all it was, someone was interviewing the showrunner of The Flash, I think, or, or whoever it was. And said, the interviewer pitched an idea saying, hey, I got an idea. Because that's what you do during fucking interviews, I guess. He's like, um, since Legends, you know, is so popular, why don't you do an episode of The Flash next season where it wraps it up and The Flash rescues the Legends or some shit? And the producer gave a very political answer which was clear like you know well that's a really interesting idea but you know and just and danced around of course not because they've already got that all that shit all planned out and the headlines were as if this was going to happen and the producer suggested it and just dude the hate the fucking hate that just came out of people people exploding on fucking twitter like fuck you fuck you that's not what we want we want our show back and it yeah. got to levels of fucking crazy. Goodness gracious. That <laughs> sucks. Crazy. That sucks. <laughs> I've seen a little bit of this. I wanted, to, I wanted to come back, and I don't want it ever to be canceled. Hmm. You know, I want 10 more seasons. And that, if we don't get that, the CW is homophobic. I mean, it, there's some, it sucks, there's some crazy it takes sucks. out there. It's garbage. Yeah, all, all fandom has their yes, I know it's garbage awesome. as it's as we all know from uh, we'll we'll get to talk about Obi Wan, but that yeah, shit's yeah. happening again. I yeah. see it, I see it on Star the new Star Trek. Boy, do I see it mm -hmm. on the new Star Trek, mm -hmm. you know, out there. Yeah, well, keep going. There's toxic it's fandom cool. out there everywhere. You just yep. gotta yep goof around on them. Mm -hmm. So we're uh, we're with uh, uh, Zarian Bayrod. Uh, he's giving her a tour. Uh, tells her that Gideon can uh, make anything, and I guess uh, that uh, Red Lobster biscuits are illegal in uh, come twenty twenty four. I can get that. You ever had Red Lobster biscuits? <laughs> no, we don't have Red Lobster. And uh, holy Canada. shit! Oh, good lord! Good yeah, lord, no, I, I, I people sneak to... them out. People order extra and sneak them out of Red Lobster in their yeah. pockets. They're like yeah. drugs. Three uh, like chain franchises that I, that you know I kind of have a thing for uh as a canadian that we don't have here red lobster olive garden and uh black angus are three uh, oh, you're not uh, missing anything even red I, lobster but yeah, uh, yeah, except yeah. for those goddamn biscuits holy shit <laughs> all right Oof. You can, they, they, they now sell a, a mix to make them at home but it's not the same you know you don't want to you don't want to cook your own supply you want to buy it from a good dealer yes <laughs> what am i a fucking scientist So Z is looking for a computer uh, to make her address. Oh, and by the way, later on when she calls her Gidget, yeah, um, get used to that. That that never goes away. Hmm. Cute. The first thing I think of is Sally Field. So yeah, that's sure. all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, is that Sally? Yeah, it was Sally Field. I think so. On the TV show. Mm -hmm. Oh God, I'm gonna turn 52. That's why I know that shit, Travis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah. Well, so not, not in age god no not in age <laughs> but i understand what you're talking about so zarya is like hey maybe we can look in the future and get rich just as ava walks by and says no we don't do that and uh, no social media takes your phone 
And I guess I, could, I didn't even pick up what happened if Bayrod gave her his phone or he pickpocketed her or something, but she's got a phone. Right. So we got Ray on FaceTime with Nora, who's uh, helped a homeless kid and his mom. And uh, Mick's like, get the fuck out of here because uh, they're in the med room. And uh, Ray slips up and accidentally tells her he loves her. And she said, no, it's cool. Says it back. So uh, now this is the first time they've said, I love you. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And it was sweet and it was nice. It in, was two, yeah. in, in two episodes, mm -hmm. they get married. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It was sure. real oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out. <clears throat> well, okay. But now it's feeling like. She's kind of getting written off here as well. I'm feeling. Yeah, we actually see more of her okay. before they I get know. written off. <laughs> oh no, no, no! But I felt like she was getting written off in the same way. The way she was interacting with Ray, uh, or with Brandon Routh, I should say, in the scene with an actress who's not there. I'm like, okay, something else is mm -hmm. going on here with this. I thought she was getting written out. Oh, I see. The way that Katie Lots was that we saw at the beginning. Oh no! Lo, not, lo and behold, I was incorrect in that. <laughs> no, they write her off in two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Ray and Nora are, are, I think, within the next three episodes, we say adios. That's why a lot of people have pointed out uh, how abrupt it seemed to have the, the characters be like, all right, here's where they say I love you for the first time. And then they're married and they're written off the show right away. It just. Right. Well, you know, Brandon Routh and Courtney Ford were so classy about how they left. And we just made it clear it wasn't their choice, but you, you know, that, thanks yeah. for the opportunity. Right. So a lot of people also try to look for little clues in that one. And that one just seems more like bad writing than it is to me because they told him from the get go. So that's what I do out here, Travis. I'm, uh, I'm myth busting all of the uh, legends of tomorrow rumors out there. The show does a service. Yeah. You're the guy with the mustache, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a soul patch no mustache all right i'm not a mustache man i know I'm just without a beard to, just trying to see which guys we are of the mythbusters oh the mythbusters uh, i'm the dummy that blows up constantly but sticks around right i would do when i found out that those two actively just did not don't like each other and just work together mm -hmm. blew my mind all right blew i blew my mind I, I I couldn't tell you anything about either of them, to be honest. Oh, I enjoyed uh, that show for a while. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. people really like it. Yeah, and it I was actually whenever good. I watched it, whenever I watched it, I thought it was fun. I just I just don't know anything about their personal lives. Oh no, me yeah. neither. I just yeah. it came out. They're like, oh, by the way, hate each other and just work together all those years. I'm like, oh, you always hear stories like that in show business, and it right. It, it always takes me aback for a second. I was like, "Well, oh, they had such great chemistry." Wait a minute, hold on, Travis. You like me, right? <laughs> yeah, so far so good. Okay, good. <laughs> Are you the uh, MythBuster who doesn't like the other Define like. <laughs> well, it's like 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 Gideon uh, diagnoses oh, Mick all here. Right, all right, all right. <laughs> I st st come on I, I steered that one back in yes yeah because yeah, no. mick mick uh he can't eat or drink and has gideon scan him and he's fine and ray says well i think you developed a crush and uh noted romance author mick rory says is that when you whiz and it hurts and Gross. <laughs> i laugh but what made me laugh more is 
Brandon Rouse take of that line. He just like rolls his eyes just a little, yeah, yeah, takes yeah. a breath and goes, yeah. no, like, cause he, he's talking to his dumb friend and, and I love right, right, it. Right. And it's one of the relationships that we didn't get to see a lot. I would have liked to see more of that. They established in season one. One of the really good things about season one <clears throat> is despite Mick hating him at first, him and uh, Ray are good friends. Right. And I thought we were going there at the end of season one, but then they added Nate and it was like, no, he serves that role. So I like to see it pop up every now and then. But one of my, one of my little favorite parts of the show. Yeah, awesome. We've all had a dumb friend. <laughs> I'm not your dumb friend, am I, Travis? Define dumb. <laughs> so Ava calls, <laughs> Ava calls a meeting on the bridge to introduce the team to the Aloha method. With Lay, she's trying, you know, to hard to be the cool boss. Stuff like this shit, I, it's so silly, but I've been through so many of these things. Yeah, I know. I in my know, life yeah. that I always like seeing it being made fun of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so much in this business, but boy, in the healthcare business, but sure. like, ugh, this is the worst. Although, although, aloha, and we'll get to, uh, it, it's assess, listen, observe, hydrate, attack i'm using that with my kids it's pretty funny. literally like it. that's it's pretty funny think about that that's good yeah. i'm gonna Print use off it. those binders for them no binders but and maybe lays uh pretty funny but th- i mean everything on there our opening day game is this friday my friend hmm. assess listen observe hydrate and attack the ball god damn it all right Thank you, Legends. Thank you, Legends Writing Room. Hilarious. So B, uh, Bayrod is trying to tell her that, that, that they like to do things, you know, their way with this, like, foxes and hedgehog thing that I didn't bother to look up if that's real or probably just completely made up, right? Right. I, I Sure. I, I mean, maybe. Who cares? <laughs> so <laughs> Ava asked Gideon. You know, well, well, wait, wait, because they're going to take off. There's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, anything going on? And that's when Gideon chooses. Well, I'm glad you asked, because the French Revolution failed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... Really? I, you th- isn't, one, isn't that one of the trouble alert kind of things yeah. that happens? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. That was a little weird. I mean, I mean, it could have said that Ava already knew it. It's like, oh, you can't go. You have to listen to my thing because we're about to go into this. Gideon, can you tell him? Yeah. You know I mean, maybe just kind of smooth that out a little bit. It has to be to something. It. It, it has to be something small. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, I'm scanning the timeline now, Captain, and the, or something like that. Yeah. This is like a major event that yeah. established on the show. Mm-hmm. Gideon would pop her little bald head and say, right. we got a problem. Yeah. And uh, so they're uh, getting dressed in their costumes and uh, Zari arrives all fancied up, you know, and the only in, I'd say French style, but that doesn't uh, French. Uh, the only, the only way I know how to describe it is Marie Antoinette. So that's what you know she dressed up like. Uh, uh, French revolution era. French, uh, Louis, oh, Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Louis, maybe, Louis the you 16th, know. Uh, okay. you know, um, um, Tale of Two Cities, that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, 
And Ava's like, uh, no way, you can't come on this. And uh, Nate's like, uh, come on, why not? Real soft. You notice that soft delivery Zano was doing there? He, he was just like, oh, come on, Captain. Why not? Yeah. It's all right. You know, I'll, I'll look after him. Why not? And it's not working on her either. She's like, no. And he's like, come on, it'd be super cool because she eavesdropped on her earlier and heard her say out loud to nobody that she wants to be the cool captain, I guess. Right, right, right. Uh, and so she's like, all right. And she sprays her with her uh, dragon-esque perfume, and, mm-hmm. which is awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like that that is why they're, um, they're immune to the magical spell. Is that this perfume that she's super into is that dangerous? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so, this is odd. The team's walking into this party at the Bastille where there's all sorts of mini guillotines uh, around the place, guys getting their heads chopped off. I didn't know they had mini guillotines just <laughs> rolling around uh, during the French. I thought there was like the guillotine. I didn't know oh. they had portable oh, mean- ones. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Oh, they're not just, they're not mini. They're just portable. They're all that size. All gu- guillotines are generally the same size. Mm. There's some that are just more stationary. I, I see. But they, they, on wheels? I, I guess so. I don't okay. Know. I was always under the impression that I see, right I, outside. No, no, was I remember the in guillotine. like, a, yep, in like uh, film versions of Tale of Two Cities, I remember seeing them kind of roll in, kind of like, a, you know, like a catapult mm. or something. I just assumed there was one. Did, just a single what's plural guillotine. what's the plural guillotines mm. <laughs> damn so uh and this is the first thing. I, lo- I like that they address it but the first thing i thought when they were they're walking in as peasants into the french revolution and zari's in that outfit the first thing i'm thinking is why aren't they grabbing her and chopping her fucking head off and then a little later that's a joke nate's like Right. Oh, yeah, like if you dress like you, they'd be chopping your head off. And he's like, Yeah, but I like corsets and updos. And I hated it because my first reaction when she walks in with in as peasants during a beheading is they would grab her and chop her head off. It, or someone would say something, right? Something or something. I don't know. It, it was all just kind of seat of the pants, everything today. <sighs> so again upon repeated viewings i actually I like so this you one. say so you say yeah, it's not one of my favorites but yeah there's enough so uh ava uh, is trying to get in the guards uh will limit. so of course the whole thing is Zari's superpower she's celeb- she's a celebrity knows how to get into parties and gets them in and uh but it's not an execution it's a big party and there's a champagne tower and uh Napoleon is getting fucking down, Travis. You see the yeah. dance moves on Napoleon there? I, I, I ish, I ish. Well, we saw we saw someone playing Napoleon. Uh-huh. So I don't. I, we. I, I, I think it's time. Oh, I wasn't gonna. I thought, dude. I, I mean, no, I no, thought, no, 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 no. I because I I want to I want to eliminate the main one from the because that's a member wait oh okay this is a member of the main cast this is interesting i I think that's nonsense oh i was gonna i think ford no not a chance i don't want to i i I abstain i abstain from all right then all right then um uh then it's time for how many capones mr capone it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance i canceled tickets to the opera because i heard there was new players in town 
Yeah. Because this, guy, this guy was yes. enough. This is enough. Like, he becomes a bigger one party. He waves him in. Yeah. I mean, and, and uh, I think the gold standard, we know the gold standard in Napoleon was set by the gentleman from, I don't have it in front of me here, but the guy from uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, right? Iggy Piggy. Remember when so? he has to eat that? Yeah, yeah, that guy was great. He looked French. He was very French. He was very short. He looked like Napoleon. This guy, he didn't look short. He looked fat. He didn't look that short. He looked really poly. He kind of looked like him. As you said, he had the one line. I, I, I'd go seven. Uh, it's six and a half. See, I had given six I and a half. I'll go. I didn't give it any thought at all. But you need to check out. Uh, I know you'll never rewatch any of it, but I'll, I'll find you the timestamp real quick as they enter in. Napoleon is getting down and not in a how anyone in that age would dance, but as if he was at the club baby nice. like so that. so well, I mean, the whole thing had that kind of vibe too so uh, so funny. uh I'll, I'll go i'll seven capones oh hold yeah. on no 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 you're no, going the other no. way going the other way uh uh five capones all right all right right in the middle there just because maybe if i maybe if i see the dance move i'll, I'll come closer to you mm -hmm. so it so our, our encore is marie antoinette who looks just like nora because it's uh courtney ford no, 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 no. Why? I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, th I think that's bullshit. I think that's, I think that's them figuring out from like you know cast parties that she does a friend fun French accent, and then Maybe. and then and then finding an excuse to do this before she leaves. I'm sure it's like a favor kind of thing. But these these Capones, these Capones are sacred. Have are, are yeah yeah, and they, and they shouldn't. You know, we're we're getting exposed to these to the Eckland, the Eckland standard because it's like unknowns or like these people who are lesser known who are coming here and either knocking it out of the park as our boy Eckland did, mm -hmm. or just uh, or stinking it up as as Capone as the infamous Hal Capone did and everything in between, right? I think it's bad. Like I'll give Billy Zane a pass because it's just somebody from the outside. But to just give it to somebody who's already in the cast, they never gave. There was never enough of a reason here for this, and to that, that really soured me to it. But that's also eh, it defeats the purpose of this of what we do here, man. <laughs> well, I don't think that was on their mind. Uh, <laughs> they, you mean they weren't thinking about this this, this podcast? I wonder I mean... if it had even uh, developed. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was only two, it was two years ago. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Anyways, think so. Like that, just kind of like in luck. She was what she was in this. You can tell that she was having fun. Yeah, and, I liked it. I liked it, and and was doing a French accent way more than anybody else was doing a French accent. And that's, you're, that's a bit you're not of a, lying. That's you're a bit lying. of an issue too, right? I mean, why? Why? You know. Um, but whatever it was what it was she's really pretty um and and she does have like something the camera does really like about her mm -hmm. and but uh it also just... leads to my favorite fucking within this bit of a mess of an episode one of i think the funniest jokes ever on the history of legends of tomorrow is right. on this episode. You'll have to, you have to spot that one out to me point mm -hmm. that one out to me when it comes but yeah it's just uh I don't know. A weird taste, man. A weird taste. I don't know if it's if it's weird. That well, I'm trying to. I'm looking to ask you a question. It's, I mean, because that started with 
you're fucking up the sanctity of our game. Yeah, I'm like, that's not right. the only reason. And it's not the only reason. It, it, it was just like started just, becoming. Yeah. I don't know that you, you were. Are, are you like going? They should have given it to some young unknown, but they gave it to her instead. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Like, I mean, that's ultimately the thing. That's. I, I think it's just. I think they're just doing. Uh, it's just a little nepotism. Uh, somebody who is already in the in the company taken apart from a, a good young Vancouver actress out here. Or it's also uh, them being cheap as fuck and going. Uh, we were at this cocktail party. And she, uh, Courtney does a hell of a guy. Right. Yeah. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> uh, all of it just, uh, just, just, yeah, as I said, just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So everyone is under a spell. They're just partying like crazy. And you can really tell what really gives it away at first uh, is Bayrod almost drinks alcohol. Right. And uh, Zari stops. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And, uh, and I, I really liked that even when I first saw it because they never, ever, made it clear or had to hammer it home earlier that because of his religion he doesn't drink alcohol that they're muslim right yeah yeah it's just just that it happened and boom that's it without any you know the 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 setup they normally would have to do for dumb audiences i see what you mean there yeah that's good and then the guillotine is uh wheeled in and ava's all tense she's like oh shit this is it you know what's gonna happen and now they're gonna cut a cake a giant mm-hmm. eat cake, just so she could say, let them eat cake. No, let them eat cake. Okay, very good. I wasn't going to try. I, I wasn't going to try. Let them eat cake. <laughs> oh, I love the cake. I cannot eat. <laughs> I love to put so much of the cake in my mouth. Well, hopefully it doesn't look like one of the grossest things I've ever seen on this show is all these motherfuckers diving in and gorging on that fucking cake and it was just gross weird, it was, it was weird. gross yeah and maybe because and all in out and maybe because i've totally given up sweets travis ah wow i was i'll announce this on the show i was recently diagnosed well, as a pre-diabetic wow and uh well i know that my amount of sweets intake over the last couple of years has gone nuts so i went cold turkey on sweets wow. i'm already starting to eat better lots more vegetables and all that shit and, happy uh, to hear that, man. and well, but, I mean, not happy to hear about the diagnosis but happy to hear that uh, you're looking after yourself yeah and uh thanks uh but that made this gross cake uh eating scene like double gross to yeah. me like I'm just like ugh, ugh, everything about this. I'm like, yeah, they know what's going to really happen to them when when they're 52. They're going to get some test results. Uh, I really feel like they could have come up with just a, a better way to show this idea of partying or of a man partying. Party well, that's the whole thing. People are partying themselves to death. So she's the encore, and because of her magic uh, perfume, that's the hell weapon. That's like the gun that Bugsy had. Hers is the perfume. Uh. It's ca- causing people to uh, party themselves to death because she just wants to keep the party going. So she's not like typical bad guy, but totally you know, doesn't give a shit that people are dying around her. But they, it's great when the first guy dies, just going up to Zari, he's like, hey, you know, what day is it? And she turns around and the guy just drops dead. I'm like, oh, that's creepy. And then watching the other people die. Yeah was not great <laughs> the, well, the falling like to the, the on the dance yeah. floor it was all pretty weird man covered in cake <laughs> and that bugged me too because this was just for the sake of comedy and this is okay 
All of this, though, I'll give them credit for this. There's been times in the past where the tone of the show switches back and forth way too much of serious and comedic, even within the same characters. All of the Zari cake France stuff, it maintains one tone. It never breaks from being silly slash stupid. And the magic stuff fits in with that as far as I'm concerned, because even though it's more serious, it's still, it's fucking magic. So it's mm-hmm. silly at it at its core as well. So I give them like I give them the props for that, not having like the the real juggling. Like nowhere in the middle of the French Revolution here is Nate going, my dad doesn't love me. You know, like you know, just it's it's all silly. That's what they're doing. Yes. Okay. You know, you see, you know what I mean? Yeah. So but this I hated though. People start dropping dead all around Zari, not a superhero. And she's making fucking like one-liners. Yeah. Oh, how gauche to die at a party. I'm like, I know what you're doing here, but I know, I that know. character needs to be fucking freaked out yeah. that people are fucking dying around Something. her. She's, she's new to this, man. Like this, yeah. it makes her, it makes her unappealing as a, as a character. Well, no, because I thought the other stuff they did made her appealing. Like, oh, she does have use. She has, in this yes, situation, yes, yes. she's got a use. She's got a power. By the end, they redeem her well. This whole like, and these dead people around me. Oh, can you imagine this guy died worse than I did at the, the fucking comedy club on amateur mm-hmm. night? It's fucking, you know, it's it's yeah. it's written just for jokes and, and it doesn't work for the character. I agree. Um so but Zari and Ava are the only ones who are immune to this. And at first we don't know why. They still don't know what's really going on. But Zari starts to figure it out. She's like, wait, uh, this woman's so popular, you know, no one wants to leave. And then Ava figures out that it must be charm is her superpower. And it's close, but not, not quite yet. So uh, they come up with the idea that the only way you get a celebrity out of here is to convince them there's a better party to go to. And she teaches her how to do that. And I thought that was fun. I liked the yes. little plot point. I yeah. thought that was fun. Uh, they're not going to fight. They're going to get her to go to the after party. Mm-hmm. Which she agrees to, but before she yells to the fucking crowd, there's an after party, <laughs> <laughs> and they all go fucking zombie ape shit just so we can get a fucking fight scene in this episode, right. and and we get one, and as they're running away, <laughs> Marie Antoinette's head hits a fucking beam. And get and like gets fully decapitated and cleanly, fully decapitated because cleanly. she's she's still no no no. The point I, is she's, she's already had her head chopped off. Yes, she's already, yeah, okay. yeah. She, this is a Beetlejuice situation. Yeah, she, yeah, died, yeah. she died from having her head chopped off. So hey, yeah, hey there, I know. I mean, that's your uh, classic Beetlejuice uh, situation. Yeah. Oh, see, normally I do. Normally I do, Cliffy. Rats and burger. No, Cliffy's mine usually, uh, especially because buddy. my buddies. Because I used to be. Travis, imagine this, uh, hanging out with my friends. I was the type of guy who would always tell people stuff they didn't know about, whether they wanted to know about it or not. No. Uh, mm, yeah. And uh, you? Yeah. And I, and my uh, the two best friends gave me the nickname Cliffy. That's funny. And I hated it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Gonna be so fucking mad. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, you didn't know me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Is that an outpatient procedure? Your tauntaun will die before it reaches the first marker. Oh, that's not bad, buddy. Yeah, Ratzenberger's in that shit. That's right. That's his line. Time traveling cliff. No one, no one believed him at the bar. Yeah, he didn't know me. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Nate catches the fucking head, uh, the slow motion spinning head, <laughs> which I was like, the shot of her face looked great, but the CGI. I was like, is this CGI or not? I'm not yeah, sure. It's just, it's just a vibe that is they're it's going weird. for. And I wasn't feeling it at all. Man. Mm. They're, they're going for a kind of silliness here that it, it was just, it, it felt uh, cringy in parts. And- it feels over the next couple seasons, there are certain episodes that go full silly mm-hmm. uh, that even I sometimes go like, like there's one in next season I could think of uh, where they're working at a 1950s uh, yeah. a hot dog, a hamburger stand that sometimes I'm just like, oh, okay. And they're doing a, a, a 1950s monster movie spoof. So right. I mean, it looks I mean, amazing, but um, Morgan this looks amazing. Faust, Morgan Faust wrote this all by herself. And some of the better episodes usually have a couple writers on them, I've noticed. So maybe it would have benefited from somebody kind of saying hey let's kind of pull back here and throw this in here and you know what i mean mm-hmm. anyways oh and morgan faust you know was one of the uh in the later seasons the the one of the real knock him out of the park uh creators right, so right, right. this is like here's your shot kid mm-hmm. maybe because the tone of this is where they go this is what they want to do this kind of yeah. this is the kind of shows silly silly shows that re- with, with a lot of appeal for young girls yeah. And because a lot of the silly stuff, that's exactly what they're going for here. Hmm. You know, the whole, the, all of this uh, is Nickelodeon-ish. Uh, sure, sure. So on the Wave Rider, uh, Marie Antoinette's like, ah, this party stinks. They throw a towel over it, which I guess makes it stop talking. I don't know. Uh, I know. <laughs> well, but Ava's giving the Zari credit. She's like, hey, man, she did a good job. And, uh, Nate's like, this was weird. Okay. So Nate picks up the head. He's like, I better get this thing to the library, which a thousand jokes. I know. I know. And, but then Ray's like, I'm coming too. And Nate goes, Hey, Ray, don't get creepy. Like, like you're the one grabbing the fucking head. Like I gotta get this fucking thing to the library. That was so weird. A weird exchange. Yeah. It didn't. I was like, that's not how the joke works. If Ray picked up the head and said, I got to get this thing to the library. That's funny. Because Ray's going to face fuck his girlfriend's head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right? Yes. I, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, what would you do? Oh, okay. So they decide to give uh, uh, Zari the dress she wants for the big premiere. And right now we're going to premiere our break. And we'll be right back. State coordinates of new land acquisition. Oh, you know that big oak tree that got struck by lightning? Negative. The barn with the funny cow mural? Negative. One-eyed scarecrow? Negative. Giant water tower? You're not from here, are you? I've never seen him. That hardly matters. Robots don't know you. We do. Hey, how's your dad doing? For over 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Welcome back to Gideon, guys. And before we get back to ahead of her time, 
What else we got going on, Travis? Well, we got a lot of great shows here on the Palm Podcast Network that y'all should check out, and including uh, what uh, the other show of mine that I do on here lately called uh, The Fools Who Follow Them, which is a recap of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show on Disney+. And as many of you know, because it set records in terms of streams, uh, uh, first two episodes have dropped, and... Uh, we reviewed them recently um, uh, with my buddy Pete Schermacher, uh, our mutual friend Pete Schermacher, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we're having a great time. I'm really enjoying talking with him. I've had some, I got some interest from a local female comedian who wants to come on just to discuss like really deep lore with us. So oh, nice. we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Uh, um, Pete, Pete with a Pete with a lady guest, have yeah. fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, of course. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's called The Fools Who Follow Them here on the Palm Podcast Network, along with a, a bunch of other great shows here. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's going to be short and sweet, um, but uh, so catch it while you can, especially right after you watch it, because we're, we're trying to answer, because Pete was uh, fucking Nostradamus in his haze at the first episode, the way he devoted, like he predicted what was going to happen in the first couple episodes. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I see. Yeah. I need, I need, you know me. I mean? I'm kind of like, of all the new Star Wars, like I didn't give a shit about the Boba Fett show, and uh, and I was like Obi Wan, like yeah, I'm gonna get around to it, gonna get around to it. Now I have to watch it because I want to listen to your show. <laughs> cool, awesome, I appreciate that. So yeah, fools who follow him here on the Palm Podcast Network. Aside from that, this Saturday, June the fourth at yes, seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time, ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On twitch.tv slash Jarvis Washing Machine, we continue our live show on Twitch, Mystery Titans Theater. That's my show with my buddy Johnny right here. That's you and our friend Kelly joins us sometimes. And this week we're joined again by our dear friend to fi- to finish up the uh, the Frightful Four, our group, our buddy James Hamilton. And we are getting together to celebrate Johnny's birthday. So... Mm-hmm. So give us, come on and join us. Twitch.tv says Jarvis Watch Me. And this is Mystery Titan Theater where we watch old wrestling cards. And we put uh, Kelly's put together a really fun uh, batch of stuff for us uh, this Saturday. Twitch.tv says Jarvis Watch Machine. That's when we do it live. Join the chat. Wish Johnny happy birthday. If you can't join us live, you can find us on YouTube.com slash C slash Jarvis Watch Machine. I usually upload the shows uh, within the week uh, after our show finishes on Saturday. And again, and, and, and again, uh, of course, you don't have to like wrestling to like the show. I say that again, Travis, because yep. um, one thing I've noticed with the uh, this is sort of in, in the plug uh, universe, one thing I have noticed during these uh, hashtag uh, uh, save legends of tomorrow movement is an increase in follows. Uh ah. One or two at a time, day by day, as words spreading. So uh, those are new listeners, um, especially any of you listeners who love this episode. You just we're, we're just having fun. It's, it's all in fun. We, we yeah, love yeah, yeah. it. It's oh, no, lean into me. Tell me why I'm wrong. I, I, I'm just telling hey, you. How hey, I do exactly. It. Do it. Do it. Let us know. Anyone on, on Twitter, if you're following us, you listen to the show. Feel free. Feel free yeah, to. Yeah to answer and say like, Oh, you guys are full of shit about this. Or I like that. Yeah. Or that joke was hilarious. Drag our asses, <laughs> whatever you want, man. Uh, but also, but seriously, uh, uh, thanks for all the follows. Yeah. Awesome. That's great to hear. And cool. it's going to be a happy, happy birthday party for me. Cause 52 Travis see 50. Um, is and, what and, most... that's a, and that's a, a, as, as fans of this show, a DC show, if there's exactly. one birthday, if there's one birthday, they should join us for is the 52, 52. baby. 
Of course. Awesome. And now's the time on the show where we like to check in with everyone's favorite mortal despot, Vandal Savage, and see what he's drinking tonight. It's time for Savage Brew. Uh, uh, Johnny, so he's he's not around, oh. but he's uh, he's left a note here mm. that he... Uh, what does it say? He asked me to read. Uh, I'll just... Can you read it in I'm his not, voice? No, no, I don't think that would be uh, polite. Uh, so it says, to Johan und... Jarvis, it's weird. Maybe he did spell it U-N-D. That was interesting. Mm. It is with deep regret I express a need to step away from the critically acclaimed Savage Brew segment. This is nothing personal towards either of the hosts, in spite of Johan being a giant pussy. I simply need to work <laughs> on myself for a while. See you sometime down the road, you pieces of shit. Sincerely, Vandal Savage. Mm. So yeah, I mean, oh, uh, oh, there's a there's a P.S. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, P.S. The dogs are in the enclosed pool area, and the outdoor uh, and the back door is open. Uh, okay. so I'm, not, I'm not sure what that second part means, but mm -hmm. looks like he's figuring himself out. So I guess we just got to give him a little bit of space. Has he called Chavo Guerrero yet? It's part of the procedure. I I'm not sure. That's all I've got so far. But hopefully, uh, looks like yeah, he's he's figuring figuring some things out, and uh, things should be all right. Mm -hmm. This is how we kill a bit on uh, Gideon, guys. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. It was Kevin. It was really Kevin Sullivan. It wasn't Vandal Savage. You know that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like mm -hmm. I said, it sounds to me like he's sorting himself out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does he have an elliptical? Nothing. I don't. This is In not hell. I don't even know what that is. Oh, but those workout machines, right? I thought it was like a Bowflex, but anyways, no, I, I don't just know. Just go I next door to I know, what do I know as much about his personal life as you do, dude. I know he likes to play Jenga. I know he's a particularly fun guy. I know he likes to take the piss out of you a lot, mm -hmm. usually. And I know usually he likes beer, but last week he wasn't into it. And he's been, I know he was going through some stuff. So hopefully everything's going to be okay. So do I. Mm -hmm. I am DB Curious. So nothing was in the trivia on the IMDb uh, uh, that I found even remotely interesting. Well, there was this, uh, but I was going to save it till we get to him. Uh, I'm going to save that till we get to the character. But viewer reviewers, like I mentioned, Travis, very popular on the IMDb, five whole reviews. Okay. Now, one of which I completely tossed out because it was, you know, typical complaining about woke shit. So mm -hmm. uh, don't give them the time of day anymore. Mm-hmm. So I saved, uh, let's see, three of these. 10 out of 10. My favorite episode so far from Y Lopez. 
okay, I have to say this is my favorite episode so far. I was a little skeptical of the fact that Sarah was not going to be in this episode, especially since she's my favorite character. I have to say, Ava handled herself well. With Zari as her sidekick, they had a great friendship chemistry. And I also loved Courtney Ford, Marie Antoinette, and Nora Dark doing double roles on this episode. It was fun. I had TiVo and seen it a couple of times. Love it. I thought it was fun and have Ava be interim captain and get time to spend with the legends. I love their interactions. I loved it. It was entertaining. As of right now, my favorite episode. Hmm. Hold on one second. My stupid internet security just popped up. God I mean, that, that's just, uh, that was just kind of just a gushy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 10 out of 10. Hmm. Hecking. Hecking the best episode of season five so far. Uh, that's cute. I, I follow. A, I follow a, a a a streamer on um on Twitch who uh, is the sweetest person you'll ever see. She plays a lot of old Mario Brothers games. Mm-hmm. And she'll say things like that. Let's heck and go, you guys. Let's heck and go. It's the sweetest. <laughs> it's the sweetest. It's super right. endearing. Well, we'll take that into account as I yep. uh, uh do this right over. Dragon Feeny is her name. You guys should look her up. She's great says here bring this whole thing up here so because i want i want to do her uh, do her justice uh, again 10 out of 10 hecking the best episode of season five so far from wet mars warning spoilers oh boy this was extremely entertaining it's really interesting that marie which is the villain isn't actually trying to hurt anybody really she's just apathetic to people partying themselves to death under the influence all right okay i guess what i don't know (laughs) i like how they introduced zari to the legends i bet she'll be a great one i think ava's girlfriend was very great at being the captain just hecking entertaining Mm. five out of eight found that helpful six out of eight found the previous one helpful (laughs) and last but not least six out of ten though this was the lowest besides the woke guy. Favorite much? From Wes Clep. I think Sarah's being biased by putting her girlfriend in charge. There's other people there who have been on the timeshift longer. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Ray or in charge. He's got leadership skills. You know, also, I don't see what Sarah sees in her. <laughs> Aw, poor dude. Bad. I don't know if that's a dude West, or a guy. There's nothing West there. Clap, to... West Clap. That's true. Maybe it's yeah. if that's his full name. Ass. There's nothing particularly misogynistic or homophobic there. Yeah, he's just, just a fucking loser. He's just <laughs> sorry. Who <laughs> thinks it's wrong. real? I came out wrong. I felt bad for you, Wes. Who thinks it's real? Yes, or something. It's fucking biased that Sarah putting that fucking Ava in charge. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Well, it's like it's like the way Triple H roasted at the top. <laughs> what does everybody want, Travis? Head, and the head's having a talk with Zari. Uh, actually, I kind of like this. They were like commiserating about being child stars, you know, with a little bit of Marie yep. Antoinette's yep. background there, and uh, it, 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 I. I and I, I thought, do want to say yeah. there's a bit of a goof here. Well, what's that? Zari says she's been famous since she was six years old, but the Hey World event took place when she was nine. Oh, was that in the Arrow Wiki goose? No, I figured that out myself. No, of course it was in the Arrow Wiki. 
We had there was no goose. There was no goose on the IMDb. Yeah, no, that isn't that is an official goose. Well, those fucking arrow wiki people are a lot more on the ball. Yeah. Holy also, shit. they misspelled Marie Antoinette, or they misspelled Antoinette in the uh, credits. Mm. Mm. You know, Jesus Christ. You know, how do you let something like that slip by? Yeah. It's a already. You can tell he's already checked out at this point. Mm-hmm. Let them do whatever the fuck they want. And so Zari uh, uh, is in an amazing dress. Holy for holies, dude. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah I mean, and, and like, oof. You know, we give them credit for the great uh, costumes and stuff. And these were. It's, I thought she looked stunning yeah, in this I mean, dress. And they, and they put a lot of work into it and things. But I, I got to say, I was expecting a bit more. You know what I mean? More what? Um, it was. <laughs> just have you ever seen. Well, like Sophia Coppola's Marie Antoinette is flawed as fuck. It's just really pedestrian. Oh, no, no. But, I'm but art about... direction, but art direction wise and costumes wise, it just feels like, woo. This felt like, like, I remember I said oh, I before, the, when we've seen the art direction, it feels like, wow, this feels like a, a real TV show. This felt a bit like the old legends. Uh, the peasant maybe. costume, the peasant costume sure did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it know. Was, I, I wasn't as wowed as as I had been in the past. I'm partic- I'm just specifically talking about yeah, she looked great. Zari's she dress here. She's really okay. Pretty. She's really pretty. They're all Oof. pretty. And uh and she uh, she convinces Gideon to to let her check her future a little bit, you know, just a day or two. Turns out the perfume is awful. And uh, it destroys a sense of smell and they do that this. That was like, so that was the montage. What was that? What was that? Loved it. I loved it. But why would why would they have this? Can I please just check this now for a second? And and that that's such a that's such a a a point of convenient point in the plot. Yeah, it is. For her to figure that out because the way Gideon even ask that question. The way the way Gideon explains it, she said, "Captain uh, Captain Ava said you can't do that." And uh, or, or advised against that, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Do it anyway." And she's like, "Okay." I'm okay. like, "Okay." Then and then okay, it reveals wait. this key thing about this a particular mission they happen to be on for this one thing that has nothing. And it's going to destroy do. her career, and it destroys her career. However, Travis, mm-hmm. what this gives us, I love the montage of the what would be the mod their 2042 version of TMZ. And all that shit. I thought yeah. I thought it looked fucking great. And yeah, I, I loved, I loved, loved, loved angry crying fangirl with the mascara down her fucking face. I fucking belly laughed. Really? Really? She was, I, I thought I she know. was great. I thought she was great. I was uh, sure. I just thought it was such a dumb I loved it. plot I loved point. It. it was such a dumb plot point. It's just so like, what? Why would she? There's no reason for her to take the initiative to look at this thing at this moment right now, or that Gideon would be like, "Okay, go ahead, here it is." Like, hey, man, I don't like. It was just so this again, like a big flaw in the in the writing here as well. This is where I think, uh, you know, uh, I've talked about on my other show uh, uh, and Obi Wan. My problem with the prequels is I, I like the broad strokes, but you just needed someone to tell George no. Right. I think maybe here it's not as bad, but you need someone to tell Morgan Faust to just kind of there, there's ways to show this to somebody else to kind of smooth out some of these really just glaring plot holes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I again, I noticed all the plot holes the first time I saw it. I keep wondering if it's one of those 
fuck it. Who cares? We're doing a sitcom because this whole, it all felt like a sitcom and uh, doesn't have to make sense. Either that or I mean, that, that's what I, that's what I thought the first time I saw it. It's kind of still what I thought mm-hmm. uh, because so much of it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> the Constantine stuff does, but even though the, again, didn't like it a lot the first time I saw it. It just grew on me just for laughing at stuff, basically, because it's time for DJ Smart Money, who I hmm. fucking loved. I, hmm. I love DJ Smart Money. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah it's based on uh, like Danger Mouse. No, and... well, that's what I thought. Well, Travis. but also, who's that other uh, DJ? Well, no, I, I'll tell you exactly who he's based on because yeah. I thought the exact same thing the first time I saw. Oh, it's a Danger Mouse. Oh, uh, DJ Marshmallow. Yeah, DJ yeah, yeah. Marshmallow. That's yeah, who yeah, it yeah. is. It's who I've never heard of. I never yeah. fucking heard of DJ Marshmallow. Yeah, all, Does he wear a marshmallow of... head? Uh, yes. Yeah, and there's a few others along the way that all kind of do that thing. I want that fucking head, Travis. And I want it hanging <laughs> on my wall. Like, you know how some men put deer heads on their yeah, wall? Okay, I want, I'll ask I want her out. I'll, I'll see what wall. I can find for you, buddy. Look, okay, somewhere in a dumpster. You know, there's a, there's a place about... Um, five blocks down the road from us that's like an old it's like full of antique antiques it's a really big thing and it's open from time to time i think it's still there but it, it used to have a lot of old tv props and, and movie props in there that are left over from there you never know dude, they, I'll, I'll, dude, I'll, I'll see after seven seasons of star trek the next generation they tossed that entire set into the fucking dumpster behind paramount true story if people just went and found it there dj s'more money's head is in a dumpster in Vancouver. No, no, I somebody's got it. that. Somebody's got that thing. Somebody's uh, wearing it to party. Oh, there's got to be a few of them, man. I mean, yeah. Nate, Nate punches no, no. no, no, no. They're only making one of those for sure. There's no way they're making two DJ Marshmallow. Because this isn't his only appearance on this show. We get more uh, DJ Smart. Uh, yeah, more money, man. Hey, man, I can tell you right now. I, I I'm still wearing the same <laughs> um, robot outfit that they made for me five years ago. So. They they, mm. they gotta you know they want to get as much out of one thing as possible. Well, yeah, but the whole thing is they canceled all these shows because Next Star bought this uh, about CW and they just cut costs. So they're looking to cut costs. They need to get rid of this shit. Someone at that show, come on, top dollar over here. Give me fifty American dollars for that thing, for CW. <laughs> fifty American dollars. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Now, here's the problem, though. I'd have to be very careful with it if I was ever to wear it because it's not protective. Because Nate can punch that fucking foam head and knock a guy out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing is a that thing's a danger. <laughs> so, yeah, here we are at the Vancouver Art Gallery. It's been used oh, many, many, is? many times, many times in film and TV, including stuff we've seen in the past. I meant to ask uh, you. Um, yeah. Uh, those banners look expensive. Uh, it always, that always kind of pisses me off. This is such a quick scene, and it looks like they spent it a lot looks, of money. It looks like they scene. spent a lot of money on this set. I think, like, have you ever seen? Like, I remember watching Dumb and Dumberer or whatever the, the oh, second really? one was. Yeah, and there's still some parts where you laugh a lot, but it's, it's not it. a good movie. It's not a good movie. <laughs> um, uh, but it gets there's a scene at the end where it just looks so expensive, and you know, and. And they just kind of, why spend so much money on a film like this when nobody cares about the window dressing and things like that? It's when you're just there to just kind of. They cared about it. They wanted to make this look like a a realistic, a realistic launch of a major celebrity thing. And maybe, maybe, maybe they have cut corners in ways I didn't see, but it looked like, uh, and if you say they're bringing DJ Marshmallow back, that tells you that they 
that they did the, why they did spend as much money on that thing that they did well i can't remember if he comes back this season one more time but he definitely shows up next season hmm. so okay and it's the only gig this the guy who plays him has had two gigs in his life and this is one of that's funny but i mentioned before my favorite joke maybe in legends history it's one of my faves oh before we get to that uh dj smart money uh, and his uh, people tell zari that uh, they're gonna plan a staged proposal at the mtv movie awards or something i'm like 2042 mtv movie awards still a thing yeah i doubt it still a thing it's possible is it a thing now still Uh, i know it exists but yep well i mean i I saw an ad for it but i mean i wonder quite frankly i wonder if the oscars are going to be a thing in 2042 yeah yeah they will definitely yeah yeah Yeah, definitely do you remember do you remember when the mtv movie awards it was a brief time right when it first started first couple years where it was great yeah it was a big fun spoof of fucking award shows yeah but also like like uh, movies changed with it yeah but it started taking itself seriously it started yeah it started taking their awards seriously like i mean dude the first the first I, I just think, think the movies uh, that movies and their de- and the demographic change significantly. Oh, right. I'm talking about the right. awards themselves, though. I mean, it yeah. used to be a spoof of awards, and then it became like an important thing. I mean, th- remember the one year? It was maybe the first or second year they gave the Lifetime Achievement Award to Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it was it was fun. It was hilarious. Yeah. Then yeah. all of a sudden, it became like an important thing to win one of these fucking things. Like, I don't think it was ever really considered important. It was always mm-hmm. just like a. a at best, okay, uh, look, cool. People at, started at best, thanking cool. God. At best, it cool. People started thanking God when they, you oh, know, yeah. thank, because when it's, they, yeah. well, it's because it's their fans, right? It's it's, it's like a People's Choice Award just mm. for a, a different demographic. But they stopped spoof. They stopped spoofing stuff too. Which did they? Yeah, I yeah, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't. I can't remember the last time I saw it. I, I, I was surprised to learn that it is still in the air. Say it is. So here's the joke. Ray can't wait to show Nora this head that looks just like her. And he runs in on the FaceTime on his iPad. And because, oh, wait, Zari stole the magic perfume. Forgot about that. And gagged the, the head. Uh, shows Nora the, the head. And he goes, it doesn't look just like you. And she says, Ray, all I see is a gagged, decapitated woman's head. If if that's what you think I look like, we've got a lot of processing to do. And I fucking died. It's so funny. I thought that was so funny. Say it again. I try to remember this line. And you hear it through the iPad. He's like, what she's is- like, what? Like, like, she's busy. She's like, what? I can't really see. What? What is that? And uh, he goes, look, it looks just like you. Yes. And she says, Ray, uh, all I see is a gagged, decapitated woman's head. If that's what you think I, I look like, we've got a lot of processing to do. Okay. You thought that was funny? I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, no. I, I just, thought uh, that was hilarious. I don't know, man. It just, I love it. It, it, it makes no so sense. It makes no fucking sense that she looks like her. There's no reason for it to look oh, like her. Oh, I don't her. care about that. I was that just shit. blinded by that. I was just like, what's the point? Like, it's just, yeah. Anyways, no, what makes me like here's and here's why I love that joke too. They just said they love each other. Okay. So he shows her a decapitated head. Says, baby, it looks just like you. 
And she's like, well, then for a penny and for a pound, we're going to need to talk this out, pal. That's what you think I look like. I, know, I, I, I think understand. that's very funny. Okay, I see that. <laughs> and he takes the gag out. He goes, hold on, without the gag, then it'll be okay. And the head squeals and tells him that Zarya took the perfume. Uh-huh. And uh, this was another weird fucking line. Okay. Ray runs into the dean and says, Oh my God, uh, Zari stole the perfume. And Nate says, you should see what Mick stole in Mexico. It's disgusting. Like, yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. I don't I know. I, what is it meant to be a throwback to one of the STD jokes from way back when? But stole, I, you don't steal venereal diseases, do yeah. you? I mean, Mick Rory could steal anything though, yeah. right? He yeah. stole a venereal disease. Yeah, I don't get that joke either. that joke. It's the first thing I thought of. Mild racism, I'd say. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, oh, oh, Mexico, gross. You know what I mean? I could see where someone could take it that way. Uh, Why say Mexico? What, like you're saying, like, what's the reason of that? Why are you saying that at that point? It's just words thrown together. It, it, this is Family Guy world salad shit. Stolen Mexico is disgusting. What the first thing I thought of was a venereal disease, but you don't steal a venereal disease. Yeah. You know, unless Uh, Mick Rory, unless Mick Rory went up to one of those donkeys that they fuck. And that's full of the clap and put a fucking flame gun, a flame gun to its head and says, you're going to let me fuck you and get the venereal disease or I kill you. Uh, uh, You know? Yeah. It makes no sense, Morgan. People. uh, Okay. It's just a shit. So Ava figures figures out. Always wanted to do a donkey uh, show joke on the show. Just to drive everybody away, Travis. Yeah. Yeah. So Ava figures out the perfume immunity bit and sprays a, uh, the guys, and then uh, as they're walking, you know what to call this. Uh, the team's walking and sees that the body's loose because the body got loose. Uh, and they do that, I don't know, three's company, three stooges, whatever, where you're all walking in a line and lean back all but one right after the other, like boom, boom, boom. What? <laughs> I, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. It's just a choreographed uh, review. Yeah, yeah. And that's where... I also didn't... I should mention... like that. Yeah, you mentioned the body busting out. That was so like a, at a plot of convenience that she happened to bot out or bust out. No, that, that made sense. I no, that made sense. The, the, it's the head was so mad what was going on. The body was reacting and burst out of the uh, poorly tied. No, that made the, why the is body it is following. Why the is it poorly doing. tied? Why is it poorly tied? I why is it poorly tied? Is is the issue? Yeah, yeah. Uh, why is she yeah. not in the force field, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why is the head in the library? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't you put these things in fucking force fields? Bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. I think they I were just trying just, to go. Uh, just weak. Just I, weak, I honestly man. think just a little. I honestly think they just were trying to go full stupid sitcom. Because yeah. it needed another draft, man. I'm, I, I'll say it again. I just needed somebody to give it another once over and smooth a lot of this shit out. There, there could be a good, uh, there could be a good episode. Like to me, this felt like a missed opportunity, man. French opportunity, or French Revolution era, and all this kind of stuff is a chance to fit right in the way you do. Like I said I last agree. week, like I said last week, it's like we've gone from eighties. Now I get to do. Uh, uh, I know French I know, Revolution. When you, when you said stuff. last week, when you're like, "Man, we're gonna go to the '80s, the French Revolution," I was like, oh, "I know what's, ha- I know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know uh, it's coming." But I'll say it again. I think the biggest thing uh, that just 
I mentioned it early at the beginning of this, and and it's kind of just no Katie Lots. All this. It's the absence of Katie Lots that really. Do you think? Okay, now if you could just thing. change the plot of this just a little to fit in uh, uh, Sarah Lance's character on their adventure. Probably. What if it was Sarah bonding with Zari with Ava, yeah. like as three as three of them? Maybe, yeah, maybe that might work. But also, I, I mean. You got to recast Marie Antoinette. That's so. It's just. See, I wouldn't. I I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I thought it was fine. You, know, you work with in house. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a wrestler putting on a mask and working twice. Exactly. But getting paid Juan, the same. Juan Cena. It's Juan Cena. We get. He, he doesn't get two paychecks, and neither does Courtney Ford. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the we're at the premiere. There's paparazzi all around. And uh, she uses the magic perfume, and it, and uh, DJ uh, Marshmallow guy, uh, uh, s'more money. I'm so sorry, s'more money. Uh, he's like, you just look super hot, babe. I, I love that he's got a Bronx accent. I don't know why. Love <laughs> it's like it. Turtle. It's turtle under there. From Entourage. <laughs> it's after he lost the weight. Yeah. <laughs> and he proposes right there, and wackety schmackety do it gets spilled all over and the crowd goes full very yeah. slow zombie yeah, really really very um, slow really clumsy way to make this happen um really asking a lot of suspension of disbelief from the audience at this point uh i also feel this one's for the kitties a little bit i could and, see being 14 and loving this i don't know i could I see know. being 14 and who they're going for here and thinking this is just fun and great yeah, but yeah. it feels very nickelodeon to me big I, I, time right yeah but that big uh, i'll let you have i got we watch a lot of those nickelodeon shows uh my with my daughter's the right age and i'll tell you right now those nickelodeon shows garbage <laughs> absolute garbage. you've said that before <laughs> with, with the exception of game shakers game shakers rock i think you've said that exact line before oh, including yep, the game yep. shakers i know i know Holy shit, I think that's season one, baby. Yeah. So the crowd's all full, you know, slow motion zombie. Mick and Ray uh, find the body. And it gets Mick's gun because Ray's like, don't fucking burn it, which is fucking stupid. It's dead. And Ray would know that. I was like, is this, is this supposed to be based on? Because it, it looks it looks like my girlfriend, and none right. of you think it looks like my girlfriend. By the yes. way, that's the other thing. He's the only one that thinks it looks like her. And it's a headless fucking hell body, and he won't let Nick hit it, uh, burn it, and leads to the... Now, now, the body getting the gun and then just chasing them around and blowing off the gun while they're hiding, I like the way it was shot. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. it was shot really fun. Really In a different fun. episode, like when you get to that point, that could have been uh, great. That could have been the Benny Hill moment at the end with the dude. There was only like, after. The, yeah, you know what? There was only maybe twenty seconds of this chase, yeah. and it was one of my favorite parts of the episode. I was like, you could have done more with that. Hmm. You know, with more. Look, I want more. I want more uh, Mick and Ray hanging out. Right. And uh, chase is on, and uh, at the party, the team arrives and. Uh, it's time for Aloha and it works this time. They're all like, they're all into it. And uh, Ava saves the day with hydrate by tossing Zari into the pool and washes off the magic fucking potion. And everyone walks away. Like what the fuck just happened? And Nate punches out DJ s'mores. I mean, they, they pop onto the ship and uh, 
they're like, what was that last day? And it's attack as Ray and Mick tackle the body. And there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bayrod is uh, looking to give this. This stands out like a sore thumb of like writing of convenience. That doesn't make any sense here. Mm-hmm. So Zari's all wet. And Bayrod gets her something to wear. Now, Gideon, who can make anything, Bayrod gets her a black and red flannel, just like old Zari used to wear. Right. And says to his sister, do you like flannel? And she says, no. But she wears it fucking anyway. Could she, wouldn't, she, wouldn't she go, can you make the computer work, make something that I like? I know. That, uh, just, just so she can walk in to the team and, meeting. And Nate can have and, that moment. And Nate can have that moment. And I'm like, I hate that. I hate it. It doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. I know, I know. They're really trying to force a lot of stuff here. Uh, just, just so I'll tell you what I did like is creep. the donut. The donut. The donut. The donut bite is what the one is maybe the best part of the episode, right? Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. I think so because he goes, hey, because she she's talking to Bayrod, and she's like, look, I know I fucked up, and he's like, hey, hey sis, just offering you a donut. When's the last time you had one? It was like thousands of days because she's on a diet. And she bites it into the fucking donut and all the memories of others or tons of the memories of others already flash, but also really cool flashes of donuts. Yeah. Every donut. And mm-hmm. it was, it was like, it was and donut not, just reminded, like she had, that was a thing. Like she always loved sweets because she didn't get that where she yep. did, it come from. So and it was, was particularly, nice, that was her, her and Homer nice Simpson. Yeah. Her and Homer, <laughs> Zari, yeah. Zari 1.0 and Homer are the biggest donut freaks yeah. on television. But not uh, Johnny Hedgepath 2.0, I'll tell you that much. Not anymore, and I was, baby. I was. <laughs> I walked by some Krispy Kremes the other day at a gas station, and I said, not today, Satan. <laughs> Let me go get these carrot sticks. All right. <laughs> and and I loved the, the, the tripping donut shit. It was, it was just, it was, it was mm-hmm. fucking great. Uh, so in the galley, we have Sarah Hologram in. How's it go, guys? And uh, they're like, yep, yeah, no problem. Uh and she like says something to Ava, like, you know, like I'll see you later, Captain. And it cuts, and you don't see anyone say this, but you hear like I think Xano and yeah. someone else go Xano, like Mark, a, like kind of mocker, like I'll yeah. see you later, Captain. And you hear uh, uh Jess go, Come on, she doesn't sound like that. And I was like, they leave that fucking in. That sounds Maybe. like an outtake that they thought they'd leave in to be funny. Maybe. Maybe. I was hoping for it because like because mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be like, oh, one of the better pieces of writing in this. Mm-hmm. So Ava and Zari have a talk. I like this. I like Zari being like, I'm sorry, you know, like showing the vulnerability and the uh and uh she's like, I don't even have any friends. And he was like, you know, you got one in me. You got a friend in me. It's just like Toy Story. I and uh, I mean, like, I don't know. Like um, like I said, I'm not entirely sold on just mccallum yet and uh especially in a role where she's carrying more of the episode um so some of this fell a little flat. i love I, I thought this scene was i thought she was really good in this scene. yeah 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 this scene in particular when she's like look you know we all fuck up you fucked up but you know it, it got to me and then no more pantsuits because that's what friends do so let's flash over to what's going on with john constantine so this all starts at Constantine's place. And you remember he's getting tossed around by a ghost in the locked room. Yeah. Yeah. Gary can't really gotta, you gotta whip through this story, but I'm whipping time. through it, baby. Okay. I'm okay. whipping through it. Okay. 
So Gary cast the spell in Romanian, as I found out by uh, the uh, reading of the subtitles. Ghost gets loose. Oh, Charlie's there too. We cut to hell, and there's a poker game going on for souls. Astra's losing all of her shit because uh, this uh, Encore's deal isn't really working because Constantine keeps stopping her with the legends. Uh, her assistant comes over, this, this demon with these horns, and he's got like jewelry on his horns. This looked very buffy to me. I liked this makeup. It looked good. Yeah, I think so. seen, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? When I've seen I've even seen a lot, but I've seen their demons mm-hmm. and always liked the loaf. And uh this is this was good stuff. And uh so we cut to Constantine's house house with all these nice Dutch tilts, it's all spooky. The ghost is uh Natalie, Astra's mom. And Constantine uh, keeps uh, telling these stories about what actually happened, and the ghost is like throwing ink. At the walls, like liar, and he just won't admit what the fuck is going on. And he's asking the ghost to, to help him save Astra. He slowly starts admitting stuff. He fucked up the spell because he brought Nat back to life after she got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And he's saying her husband came to beg her, beg him to bring her back to life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so first he admits what happened was I fucked up the spell. I brought Nat back to life. And I also brought a demon, and that's what took Astra. And uh, then Nat killed herself in this fucking room. And then we see these little spooky rabbit ghost kids, you know, wearing rabbit masks. All right, yeah. And they're good little scare. Good little. It, 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 it was like, it was actually creepy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to take him on a walk down memory lane. The ghost is. So we yes. cut to hell. You will be visited by three spirits. That's three, all rabbits. three rabbits. Three rabbits. <laughs> So we cut to hell, and Astra's at the shop of um of uh, hot hell hippie mom who has uh t- by the way last season Jane Carr this season this hot lady. hippie mom baby I, sure played played by Sarah Savage who by the way two years younger than me there you go buddy yeah, it's age appropriate finally I don't give her and she song. makes she makes oh and also. Uh, not you know without giving away all the details it's, be uh, one of your sarah your big strange bands. sarah strange right that's her name sarah strange yeah yeah, yeah. and uh meet one of your big bads for this season hmm. is hot hippie mom here but uh mm-hmm. i'll just I'll give you that tease right there she makes the soul coins yeah, I see that and uh astra wants to kill constantine like fuck him he's getting in my way so we cut to constantine's place and you know, he's still lying knives are flying mucus membrane plays on the radio uh we find out they were best friends uh and uh charlie's band was whose band was mucus membrane again? that was a uh, um the, the early punk band that we saw constantine as part of in earlier okay. episodes okay and charlie calls him on it you know she's like well, quit fucking lying and he admits it it was it was my idea to do the fucking spell we were best friends and uh he's still not telling all the truth and all this shit's going down. Mucus membrane starts playing, and Charlie, in the middle of all this, just looks over and goes, "Hey, she's good." <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, she played punk. Yes. So Charlie takes over. I'm sorry, Natalie cha- uh, takes over Charlie's body, and she shapeshifts. And we find out why she brought him here. Uh, get him to admit it. And Constantine admits that he did it. 
uh, to prove that he'd been right to choose magic over her. Cause we saw a flashback earlier where uh, she uh, confronted him on his magic addiction. And we got to see Matt Ryan in fucking spiky Mohawks. Yeah. It looked pretty good. I mean, they, they, usually when they make somebody look younger, it seems pretty forced, but this seemed to work with him. Uh, it looked like he was the exact same age, and he was dressed like Vivian from the Young Ones. Mm-hmm. I, all they needed to do was put four metal stars in his forehead and sure. go full Vivian. Sure. I fucking guffawed at at watching late thirties Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hate it as much. I thought it was okay. <laughs> oh shit! So, but that's what happened. She finally goes, "All right." Got you to admit it. And we find out that the little rabbit kids were them. Because when they were little kids, they used to have this game. Uh, they play they play loom, you know, like the, the loom of the fates. And uh, like yep. all the kids do, Travis. Everybody. You know, pa- Parker Brothers loom was underneath like the, so many Christmas uh, trees. It's like the Tickle Me Elmo every Christmas. It's hard to find a loom in that. You know. <laughs> oh, dude. I've seen fucking mothers beat the shit out of each other to get to a loom. Over a loom. And that's why she knows how there might be a way to save Astra because the pieces of that magical Greek loom are all now back on this earth because Charlie, and that's why she was brought there, she isn't just a shapeshifter, pal. She's one of the fates. And that's why she had been tired of this and broke the loom into pieces and put its parts all over the multiverse. But after crisis on infinite earth, there's no more multiverse. They're all on the same earth and the power is calling. So the loom is out there to be used by whoever will use it for good or ill. So Mm -hmm. welcome to your MacGuffin of this season. So confusing though, but like, what? Like, Oh, I didn't think that was confusing at all. It's just, I, I it's just a long way to get there and the, the big my big issue with this with this uh b plot here is my favorite just, part it well it feels like it, the exact same vibe of of every um constantine plot everything's dark everything's in hell everything's got to do some weird ass spell and you gotta i don't know what I, no, I, uh, I travis, love the actor i love the actor travis uh, and the, the yeah. comic book was literally called john constantine hellblazer so yeah, we're, yeah. We're and I'm telling you, this show this show is called Legends of Tomorrow, and it, and it's and I see it, what it, you it mean. benefits from a, a batch a bit of uh, variety, big time. And usually that's like it's thing. I, I don't know. This felt too much like every. We don't other... see much hell. We don't see much hell after this. It's yeah, all... but I know there was one last. Magic. There was one last uh, episode, and it, and it just like it's it's not. I don't know. I feel like well, maybe they could have combined everything from that whole hell journey in the previous one. Maybe I don't know. I, I just I wasn't I wasn't interested and in, in, I just just I just felt like the whole way through just get to your end game here. What is the point of all this? Well, this is the point of this one is the funny thing is because the quote unquote main plot is the silly sitcom plot. The B plot is what's setting up the actual story for the season. Yeah, yeah. It, it's setting up who your who your bad guys are, what the search is for. Uh, every legends, every legend season is, you know, there's going to be a search for something. And, uh, with, with the exception of Vandal Savage, we don't know who all the villains are until a few episodes in this is following that, that path. And it's weird that all of that happens in the B plot while we've got 
a sitcom going on in the other plot, you know. But again, smoke enough weed, this show rules. <laughs> no, I'm just not talking. I'm not talking about this episode of Legends. I don't, you know, I'm talking about this podcast. So, Travis, yes, thank course. you once again for joining me on this journey. Uh, once again, everyone, please follow us uh, on Twitter at Guys Gideon. Let us know what you think. Just like quickly, we said earlier. before we go here, yeah. what's coming next? What's our What's the next episode? What's the, the next episode? Um, the next episode is called Oh, Good Lord, is on the top of my fucking. It was yeah, on the tip of my tongue. On, uh, uh, oh no, I got it in a second. It's a It's a really fun one, I think. Mortal Kombat. Right, right, right. So we got Genghis Khan. Yes, we have Genghis Khan. Yeah, so file, uh, file, up, up fire next. up the Capone's machine. Oh, there's gonna. No, this is going to be. This is definitely going to be a two Capone. But we will. We'll, this has been a, a. This is the Capone season, like I said. Uh, uh-huh. There will be a debate uh, next time about Capones as well. Okay. I might not right. capitulate as easily right. as I did this time. All right, cool. All right, I like it. Keeping it fresh. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>